to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 394 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology, and life. And if you're anyone like Adam, uh, the podcast app has re-downloaded every single episode overnight to his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, He asked and said, is there a problem with your new hosting? I've woken up this morning and my phone now has all of your episodes. (laughs) Oh, well, um, enjoy them, Adam. They're, They're yours free. Uh, of charge we're not charging you to send those to your phone <laughs> uh i haven't i haven't seen it happen to anybody else and i don't think it's showing up in the uh the uh stats so i don't know because i would have expected that to happen on around the 28th of last month because that's when we cancelled the old host and the new host took over so i'm just, I'm just gonna i've just picked up my phone now to check uh because uh mine's got it on auto download because um, oh, yeah, I don't it's... normally have podcasts on auto download, but I have ours on it. No, and uh, no, it, I it mean, doesn't... yeah, it's, no, I've got, I've probably got most of them here anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I think it may be more of a um, app type situation where the app yeah. has noticed a different feed or something. I'm not sure, but in the stats, it doesn't look like th- there's been huge downloads. Not like full, uh, you know. Yeah, not like the whole lot. So anyway, what oh. have you been up to this week? Well, this week has been tiring, to be honest with you. So um, this week is my first week in my new job and my last week in my old job. So I've been doing two jobs. So I've been going to Gilmore's for four hours uh, early and then going to... When uh, was your last day at Gilmore's? It was today. It was well, today. I've got to go on Sunday to to do some ticketing for them. But basically tomorrow morning, I don't have to go to the Gilmore's for like the first time. So Yes. I have changed my alarm time from 2.30 to sleep in at 5 o'clock to every morning. I'm going to sleep until 5 o'clock now. I'm sure the happiness in your face is translating into your voice. But (laughs) if you can't tell, he's very happy. Oh, yeah. Big grin. Big grin. Now, did they do a farewell thing for you at Gilmore's or not? Because you're always coming and going. Yeah, because I'm always coming and going. So they didn't, which is fine. And and I'm cool with that. Yeah, you'll be back in six months. Yeah, well, that's what I keep saying. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, no, it's it's been interesting working with Epic so far. I started my first workbook was on um, measurements and production, uh, manufacturing production calculations. Nice. Uh, calculating rejection rates and uh, product outcome uh, outputs and um, yeah and progress production progress calculations. So that was fun. And now t- today I started on a new thing, which is um, production processes. I'm sticking with manufacturing for now. So yeah, it's, um, exciting. It means I got to do a lot of research. So that's cool. It's good fun. It's going to get your brain it's, working. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey. Uh- and the standing desk is getting some use, you know. Yeah, I can see you standing cool. there. Since uh, the last episode, I ventured into the Temple View Temple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tour. So how'd that go? Well, yep, it was interesting. Went to the Temple View open night, and I didn't realize the last time they did this was 64 years ago. Okay. I thought it was a lot sooner, but literally it was 64 years ago was the last time that they opened to the public. Um, wow, that, that's they, pretty impressive. 
Yeah, yeah. And and one of the reasons was they wanted to reduce the amount of questions, I guess, and what people thought was in there, I guess, to sort of demystify it, I think was yeah. the term. Yeah. So you turn up, they herd you into a giant uh, tent thing, gazebo, and they have you sitting towards each other like you're on a bus. And then they were they were herding us into groups of 20. So they did right. that. And then we had to have little booties on like the little shoe coverings, but they had um, volunteers that were putting them on for us. So we had, when, when our group was allowed to go, we all had to go and they put these booties on. And uh, we basically- so, so does it like, do they wear the booties as well? Like everybody wears booties or just the visitors? No, everybody is from what I can work out all the time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But, but we went backwards through the temple and. Sorry, backwards through the temple. You're not talking about walking backwards. A lot of the people that were there were actually Mormon people that, no, no, sorry. We, we, no, no, we, uh, we, yeah, we went, we went in the back door and came out the front door, basically. Right. So we did it in reverse. But what they did was, uh, yeah, so we had a bunch of Mormons in our group with us who seemed to know a lot about what was going on anyway. So we were getting like, they would be like, oh, this used to be one giant room and now they split it into two little rooms. They've got their, um, prayer room which is like basically a theater and god beams into them or whatever they've got to learn about gets beamed into this giant uh room but real like real immaculate real nice looking place um and then some of the rooms were like very fancy hotel foyers yeah basically and um which was cool but it just made me what it this did not demystify anything to me it made me wonder what else there was that we weren't seeing because I reckon there was some rooms. The marriage room was a bit weird and it was real confusing to walk around because there was just doors and people blocking stuff all over the place. So uh, it was interesting to go. We So it's quite a maze or? Yeah, like, it, and it's hard because I, I just know that this woman that was in the group has sort of said, oh, the rooms used to be bigger and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it was that that was making me confused. Or if we were going through it backwards, or just the way they took us. But I don't know. There's a lot crammed in there, I think. Huh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. They are almost finished. I found this online when I was researching the link. There was um, like a Christian news website that built another temple in Auckland. And oh, yeah. that, that must be really close to being finished. And they've just given the go-ahead for another temple in Wellington. So, oh, okay. Mm. That's on for another week, I think. So if you want to go check that out, you can. Uh, the tour guide woman, and really, she, we had some, and at the end, she was like, oh, you know, if you've got any questions, you have to wait until the end. And then at the end, she goes, if you've got any questions, go to the museum. They'll answer them. Like, okay. <laughs> um, nice. Nicely yeah. dodged there. Yeah. Actually, it cracked me up because when you were talking about that, it reminded me of um, of a podcast I've been listening to. Lately, Lords of Soccer, have you heard of that? Because it was being advertised a lot on this other other podcast. Oh, I have heard of that, but I've never listened to it. Yeah, so it's pretty cool, actually. And it's talking about um, FIFA and how corrupt they are and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. And what you reminded me of was um, uh, in Brazil, you know, they had to um, do all these things for the World Cup in Brazil. What, what was it, five years ago, six years ago, whatever it was? And... Yeah. Um, he goes, you know, it, it's a 
not quite third world country there, right? Like, or, or, or some of the people are living in third world standards. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so they put these huge freaking stadiums out where the, in the Wapwaps. One of them's virtually in the jungle. You can't yeah. drive there. You have to fly there. Yeah, that's what and, you need more stadiums. But, but what uh, FIFA makes them do is all the bathrooms are covered, are marble. It's like hotel <laughs> lobbies in these bathrooms. It's like, and the guy's telling this thing, the rating. He's like, I grew up in England. You know, I go to football matches all the time. We've got big stadiums. The toilets are not the best feature of those stadiums. No, like, no. you know, the toilets are toilets are toilet. I mean, you don't want it grotty, but you, you don't need it to be marble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, they said no. It's got to be marble, and it's just like over the top by the sounds of it. It's actually quite a good podcast. I uh, would recommend it. Lords of Soccer, Lords of Soccer, good podcast. Check out then. Yeah, that's cool. I got a couple of things I wanted to talk about. First one, yeah, <laughs> just because it um it was on the it was on the news yesterday, and I I, I it bugs me. So the new um Amazon Lords of the Ring. Thing prequels, if you want to. Oh call yeah, it, yeah, the thing, that, the thing that everybody hates. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yep. so that's come out, and apparently there's a lot of um, backlash because there are black dwarves and black elves. Oh, I haven't heard that one. And I'm like, oh no, but isn't that because uh, isn't Tolkien like racist as? Isn't that his whole thing? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, he 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 is of that generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, so yeah. Of course. I think there's just that that, yeah, that yeah. general baseline but racism. They, is, that, is, that, that, is, is that is that why they're uh, it's newsworthy? Is because well, no, because all the- these people are going. Oh, they shouldn't have uh, black elves. They shouldn't have race. And I'm like, hang on, hang on. You've got races of men. You've got races of the the race of men. The race of elves and the race of um, you know dwarves and yeah. and others, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and men definitely in Tolkien, they've got black men and white men. Mm. So why wouldn't they have black elves and white elves? And why wouldn't they have black dwarves and white dwarves? I think it's just it doesn't. Uh, it's it, just angry people. Yeah, it just it's uh, it just seems really logical to me that the melanin freaking count of uh, the skin uh, has bears no relation to. The the races of elves, men, and dwarves, and whatever else you know. Like uh, anyway, it just did my head in. I just couldn't believe it. But yeah, apparently, loads of people are really upset that there's black elves and black dwarves, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And that that, that that then brings me on to J.K. Rowling. Have you heard about her latest book thing? Oh, I can't. I vaguely saw something, and somebody just said she just needs to shut up. But I can't really remember. Pretty what much, she she's written a new book, and it's basically about it's about a transphobe who faces wrath online. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no, it's not about me. It it's just Hello? coincidental that that all happened while after after I wrote this book. No, I didn't write this after that happened. It happened after I wrote it." He goes, although I have to say when it did happen to me, those who had already read the book in the manuscript form were like, are you clairvoyant? Uh, I wasn't clairvoyant. I just, well, yeah, it was one of those weird twists. Sometimes life imitates art more than one would like, is what she said. Crazy. Uh, I missed out the whole first half of that. Apparently my internet is unstable. Yeah, uh, it's been pretty, pretty crappy today. I don't know why at two in the afternoon. Uh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
No, so she seems to have a big problem, though, doesn't she? Yeah, it's it, and that's what I wrote. It's like, what a shame. I mean, I Harry Potter's great, and I like J.K. Rowling. She's a great, in general, and everything else she's done, I've been pretty positive about her and all the rest of it. And now she's just gone off I wonder, I, I wonder how, yeah, I want, well, I wonder how close Harry Potter was to being uh, terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what other, yeah, who knows? Anyway, yeah. she's she's one of the richest people in the world, so uh So it doesn't matter what we think, basically. No, not at all. Hey, um talking about that trans thing though, um yes. there's a, a crowd oh, I haven't got all the details in front of me, but there's a crowd in, in uh Texas that um rec- they run a lot of the school boards and they've managed to pass a local law in Texas, Dallas, um Fort Worth, which requires schools to display yeah. a poster if it is donated to the school. And the poster is in God we trust. Right. And oh, so right. the rule set, the law, it's a law. Of course it is. If you are donated this poster, you must display it in the school. Yeah. So they made the law. And then this crowd, this sort of semi political, what do you call it, nationalistic crowd, has created all these posters and they sent them all to the schools. So all these other people are going, well, we can do that. So there's a, a rainbow one, God we trust, and there's one written in Arabic. I, I saw the Arabic one and yeah. I didn't really know what was going on. And they, they sent them through and, and the, the school boards are like, no, we can't put them up. And I was like, but it's the law. There's a law. If these are donated, you must put them up. Ah, uh, we filled our quota. Well, there's no <laughs> quota in this law. What are you doing? But it just cracked me up because it's just so – so transparently stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> and good on them for, you know, doing an Arabic and doing the rainbow ones and all these other ones they've been doing. It says good on them. Troll, troll the trolls. That's what I say. Troll the <laughs> trolls. It's a top. Uh, that's going to be what this is called, actually. <laughs> Who is smuggling tobacco into New Zealand? So apparently it's a huge thing. It was in the news really? the other day. Okay. Yeah. So. They reckon 80% of the work that Customs doing right now is tobacco. What, bringing it's, it in or policing? Uh, dealing with uh, finding it. That's 80% of what they're finding is tobacco being smuggled in. Although I'm assuming they've got tobacco dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Customs cracks down on a 800K seized in three months. I guess that's 800,000 kilograms. Cigarettes are being seized at the border in relentless quantities, more than a quarter of a million a month, along with an average of 129 kilograms of loose tobacco. Whoa. Um, yeah. And so as the smoking laws get stricter, more people are uh, smuggling it in. Uh, the first three months of this year saw that more than 800,000 individual cigarettes confiscated. Oh, right. By custom officers, which is 60% more than the same three months in 2021. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's um it's getting to be a real big deal. And I was like, really? Um, but yeah. Um and they're coming in in all sorts of stuff. I didn't know if you'd heard about it, and I was wondering what you thought, but um I knew when I was in Spain, uh well I was in living in Gibraltar, Gibraltar um <laughs> was the biggest market for Winston cigarettes outside of the US. Uh and Gibraltar has thirty thousand people were living there back when i was there uh so obviously the majority of those winston cigarettes were uh smuggled 
and there were these guys that had boats and they would, you know, just smuggle them across to um, mainland um, Spain all the time. And the very first time we found out about that, me and Anne, we just got to Spain. We were there. We've been there about three or four days. We'd, we'd come down the coast and we're out in La Lina and we're on the beach and we're just lying there in the sun. And this boat, boats are zipping up and down. We didn't know what's going on. And this boat came racing into shore, like full tip. Like, this is a speedboat. I'm like, what's going on? We sat up. All these kids just appeared out of nowhere, like 10-year-olds or something. They yeah. go running down to this, and these boxes coming off, and these little kids are putting their boxes on their heads and running. And yeah. we're sitting there going, what on earth is going on? And we're the only people on the the stretch of the beach, basically. And then um, the kids are gone, the boats pushed out, and these cops turn up running down there with submachine guns. And <laughs> Anne and I look at each other and go, <laughs> lie back down, look at the sun. I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, that was tobacco. Those were cigarettes in those boxes. And that's uh, that's what they did. I assume it's still the same there now. But yeah, that was 20 odd years ago. Crazy. It says that you can only get a maximum of five years prison time in New Zealand for it. So that will change, though, I think. Eventually. Yeah. Um, Sounds like they've got some more funding and they're going to get a big x ray machine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's, you'd think it'd be harder here just because we're further away. But um, they they said they're they're smuggling a lot of it in building supplies and all these other. Shipments, yeah, you know, yeah. Of, of I mean, stuff. if there's a market for it, they'll, uh, they'll smoke. Somebody will find a way. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, um, actually, I, I read a couple of um, sciencey things. So let's move on to our science segment. Science. Um, <laughs> I th- have you heard about the Moxie experiment? Not at all. I have no idea what that is. Okay, so I hadn't heard of it either. So NASA um, have been doing this Moxie experiment. Okay. It's called, it's got the Mars Oxygen In-Situ Resource Utilization Experiment, or nice. M-O-X-I-E for short. Okay. Um, but basically, they they made enough oxygen on Mars to last an astronaut 100 minutes. Oh, which, my gosh. Um, That's cool. You know, uh, is cool unless you want to live to 101 minutes. But um, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. But it's obviously needs to be scaled up. But they, that's what they're doing. So um, it was only a seven-hour-long production um, that that they were able to do um, fifteen minutes of oxygen per hour, basically. So they have proven that it's it's feasible. Now they have to like send machines over that will um, create this oxygen and and store it up. So there's Oxygen already there when they go, and yeah, so yeah. they have tanks of oxygen or whatever. I think that's the 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 goal. But it was pretty cool. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. But um, the Moxie requires pumps and compressors to suck in carbon dioxide from ma- Martian ex- atmosphere, as well as heaters that can raise the air's temperature to eight hundred degrees Celsius. Um, okay. The that's device then pulls the oxygen atoms from the carbon dioxide to produce oxygen gas, which the thing hasn't been storing it's basically been measuring it and then releasing it as part oh, of the yeah. experiment but yeah but that's what they're going to be able to do so i thought that was interesting and then almost straight after that i came across another thing on oxygen okay and they're designing a way this is more a um a medical thing but they're trying to design a way to make oxygen injectable 
Because currently that's bad for you, isn't it? From my limited medical knowledge. Yeah, well, yes, and yes. You don't want air in your um, air bubbles in your blood. That would be okay. bad. You yeah. would um, have a heart attack and die, as as I understand it. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, what they say instead of um, so, I'll just read this. What if a medical emergency personnel? What if medical emergency personnel could treat a desperately ill patient in need of oxygen with a simple injection instead of having to rely on manacle? mechanical mechanical ventilation or rush them into a heart lung bypass machine so basically oh, yeah. okay, it's a sense. porous liquid mm, so nice. the, the oxygen isn't air it's it's um in a porous liquid and it's really interesting so what they've done is they've created these like crystals and on the inside they are oh what's the word uh hyper i'm trying to find the word now i'm looking at a huge long Technical, because <laughs> I've forgotten it. Uh, you know where where you've got the there's one that sticks to water. Oh, oh right. hydrophilic, okay, hydrophobic and hydrophilic. Yeah. So the inside of the crystals is hydrophobic. Yeah, hydrophilic, oh, hydrophobic, and it pushes the water out of the crystal and keeps yeah, yeah. the oxygen inside. But the outside of the crystal has to be hypophobic, philic. So oh. that it sticks to the liquid and doesn't separate from it like oil from water. Okay. Yeah. So they've they've created these microporous nanocrystals with those internal external surfaces, and they contain the oxygen. And you can inject that liquid into the bloodstream. Then you don't need the whole breathing thing. You have mm. oxygen in the blood supply which does what it's supposed to do. And so I'm thinking about that. I'm going, well, maybe that's a better way for these astronauts to be breathing. They don't they, breathe at all. They just get injected. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're looking into all of that. Uh, so is this like, how far along are they with this? You know, They've um, tested their ability to absorb and release gases um, and that sort of thing. I think it's very much a um, early stages. Oh, okay. uh, he says here, quote, with some more development, you could imagine storing oxygen and microporous liquid on an ambulance and have it ready to inject into a person whenever it's needed. The lab plans to conduct more experience on microporous water to test its biomedical applications while continuing to explore other potential uses. Yeah, so it doesn't say how far away, but I think it's really early stages. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting. It's pretty exciting to, uh, if that's, yeah, like, because I was just thinking the amount of machinery and stuff they need to hook people up to. Um, yeah, and and the th problem with that is often you either have to mechanically keep, mechanically keep um, pumping it, yeah. or you have to have access to, you know, electricity or whatever, whereas an injection is an injection, you know? So, yeah. Very good. Uh, you've got here that Alexa's new music, Moneymaker. Oh, <laughs> I love this story. So um, there's a few mus musicians who have been making a decent amount in royalties. And I'm okay. not talking about huge amounts. So they're talking about a few thousand to tens of thousands of dollars, you know. Not For like a musician, that is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what the <laughs> where it's coming from is that kids, uh, that they're aiming at two-year-olds and three-year-olds, and it they um creating songs that kids would like. Okay, so yeah. if a 
kid yells poop at Alexa, it will play the poop song. And they keep and they keep playing it, and it's like you know Amazon pays them a royalty for how many times they do it. So there's a whole lot of um, artists that are doing these silly things, and one of them, a couple of them, were like, "Oh yeah, I was getting it. I was making a little bit of money, and then my royalties shot up. I don't know what's going on." And the reporter basically said. Check. I reckon it's coming from Amazon. And he goes, yeah, everything used to come from Spotify. Why, why is it coming from Amazon? And he's like, because Alexa, Alexa's doing it. Alexa's listening to the kid and going, oh, do you want to hear the song? And um, oh my God, away they crazy. go. So it's a whole new, um, I don't know, genre of uh, making money out of Poopy Stupid Butt by Dandyland, for example. For example, oh, know it well, know it well. That's a good song. <laughs> we all know that one. Yeah, or I poop with my dog by the toilet bowl cleaners, or um, yeah, a few <laughs> others. Um, so yeah, no, it's a pretty good uh, article. We might put a link to that article in there. Uh, will, so if you've got kids, you you can uh, tell them how to uh, get poopy songs or whatever is. Oh, I'd hate to in- think what else it's uh, what else it's giving them. Yeah, but it's it's interesting, eh? Because it's a whole new um, way of accessing this that w- hasn't happened before, and so yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not sure if the Chris and Sam podcast comes up at Alexa, but I'm sure Alexa might find it for you. Maybe Alexa's downloading it for people. I, I wonder. Uh, do the new stats have anything on Amazon or something? No, I don't think so. I'm not hundred percent sure. Because it splits off the Spotify, eh? Yes. Yeah. So spot. I don't know. I think Alexa just grabs it from wherever. Like, if you were to ask Alexa, go find the Chris Sam podcast, it would try and find a link to it. I think. Yeah, I thought it. I yeah, uh, I thought it. Yeah, would come through. It's for from the music point of view, it has to come from its thing. Like, it can't use. YouTube. Yeah, I'm not sure how the yeah. podcast works with that. Because the thing is, you uh, submit it to like a couple of directories and then some of the other ones will pick it up as well. Who knows? It's a magical uh, magical <laughs> thing that happens. It, it, it's, a, it's a brave new world, mate. It's we a brave mash, new world. Mash some buttons on a keyboard and then people from Canada can hear us. We've got some Canadians on board now. Oh, cool. Hey, um, I'm going to I'm probably finishing up now, but uh, I just wanted to talk about what I think is uh, Dick of the Month. Um, This guy got stuck in a lift. Um, He's a Gurugram man um, somewhere in India, I guess that is. Oh, okay. um, He got stuck in a lift and this video footage on the link that I've got. Yeah, this is in Hindustan Times. Yeah. And uh they've they've rescued him out of the lift and then he starts slapping the security guard and the, he slaps the security guard four times and the lift technician once. Uh cuz he's and he, he's like it's that whole caste system they have over there. He's like oh. standing over this poor security guard and he just starts cuffing him around the ears and it's like it's ridiculous. A- but the worst thing is how long was he stuck in the lift? Oh, I'm assuming he, well, the way you just described it to me, he must have been quite agitated. So I don't know. Yeah, he was stuck in the lift for four minutes. (laughs) Short attention span, guys. This is the problem with social media. He spent more time slapping the guy, I think, than he spent in the lift. I just saw the video. He uh, fair slaps these people. Oh, yeah. He's given them a good slapping. Um, But yeah, yeah, what a dick. That, that, 
dude is the dick of the, the month as far you as can, I'm concerned. You can see them going like, look, we let you out of the lift, and he's just slapped this guy three times in the head. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if you do get rescued from a lift, top tip out there is try not to slap the people that got you out. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a, a term for that. Don't bite the hand that feeds you um, is, is a common phrase. Yeah, like, well, yeah, don't yeah. be a dick would be the other one. <laughs> like, uh, some people need to learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah. uh, with that, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So make sure to check out com for all the show notes and other bits and pieces. And tonight I'm going to see North Spur. In, oh, um, me too. Oh, you're going? Cool. So we're going to, yeah, see you at Tivoli tonight and we'll um, we'll be able to talk about what that was like next week. We will. We will. Okay. Until then, uh, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week.